welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey, detailers, wanted to make sure you know about the Community Pub that we have every Wednesday night at 7.30, right after the episode. And normally you catch a little bit of live coverage of the episode on Zoom as we close out. Sometimes we'll get the question of the day in there for the uh, virtual pub, and uh, sometimes we'll get a little bit in there. So I want you to hop on. So if you haven't downloaded Zoom on your phone, just go to your mobile app right now and download Zoom. And uh, you'll need a member, or sorry, you'll need a meeting ID. And that meeting ID is 918-800-1188. So your meeting ID for the Zoom virtual pub every Wednesday night at 7.30 Central is 918-800-1188. Hey, I look forward to grabbing a beer with you then. See you soon. All right, welcome back to another edition of Rad Marketing. Throw it up, Mr. Rad. Oh, I like this. That's right, man. Oh, you're going to go that way? Oh, you could. You just, you kind of, you transition. All right, so we are in... The later parts of May, today is actually May 22nd. How are things looking in uh, Edmond, Oklahoma with some rad marketing? What's going on locally with you guys? Aside from uh, two weeks of pouring rain. Yeah. Besides you know, that. Yeah. Besides the rain. Jeez, man. Yeah, besides that. Um, Gotcha. Uh, so we're just, you know, we're kind of coming out of out of COVID. Um, you know, if you're, if you're following anything, our our area here in Edmond and, and Oklahoma in general wasn't impacted nearly as much as like New York and California, Texas, stuff like that. Some of those bigger cities. So um, it's been business as usual a little bit longer for us, but we're now phasing out all that COVID stuff. You know that that the lockdown's gone. Everybody's kind of getting back into the hustle and bustle of things. Um, the interesting thing in our area that you know we were i was talking with another guy about is i don't think we're gonna have that weird dip where everybody gets out of school goes on some family vacations and then kind of comes back towards the later part you know july um so i think that'll play to our band people will be staying home this summer more people yeah more more people not doing family vacations yep and not traveling as much they'll be here like you you think you're hearing about that already Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, some, there are going to be people that are going to leave. Like there are people that just cannot stay, Right. you know, there's people like me, like, could I go somewhere? Probably. Uh, but I really, I, for me, it's too early for me to, you know, get out on a plane, young kids, all that. Well, and there's also the condition of what's happening after, right. Which we'll get into yep. later, but you know, there is also some theory is should you even take the vacation, you know, because we're not sure, you know, there's, a lot of different things and different ways that people look at stuff. So you said uh, the kind of transitioning out of, you know, Corona since I guess, is that what locally you're feeling? You know, like you said, 
the state's kind of really fully open. Not all restaurants are, you know, people still aren't getting out to restaurants, at least here. Um, I don't really see many people going to bars, but, you know, a little bit. Still, you know, kind of under the, everybody kind of still seems to be a little, mm, not really, but you're seeing different. You got a lot of people there just out and about and rolling. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, uh, Edmund was weird, man. It, you know, the traffic stopped a lot. Um, but you know, the first night they opened restaurants, I went out to a bar, man. I just had to get around people it, yeah. it, and it's weird as an introvert. Um, I'm not normally like that, but you know, again, it goes into like not having an option really makes you want it. You yeah. really want to do something when you know you can. So it's been picking up out here, man. It's been kind of busy, but it is still very weird. You know, it's, it's not the same. It's not whatever. It's back normal. It's not normal by any means, but it's busy. It's picking up. And so, you know, we've kind of dropped all that. You know, I don't, none of that's in my marketing strategy at all. That's kind of gone completely out of my, my forecast. Um, and we're moving we're on to talking about like zero special cleanings or something to do with zero. Nothing. Yep. Not at all. Um, and I'm just kind of focusing my marketing strategy more towards what do I think is going to come from this? And so, you know, we kept it pretty consistent through this. Just let people know, like, hey, if you really feel like you need some sort of disinfecting service, we're here. We'll help you. Um, we didn't run, like, a mass marketing campaign on it. But now we're seeing, you know, the scare is kind of down. People are starting to come out a little bit. So I'm not marketing for here anymore where we're at today. I'm marketing for what's going to be six to nine months down the road. So it's going to take a while for that to get traction, you know. And so really what I'm focusing on is, um, you know, coming through this, there's still people without jobs. There's still people who are laid off. There's still people that are now, when they do get some money, they're out of work for three months. They're going to be catching up on their bills. And so I'm starting to market towards the people that I think are going to have money in, you know, that three to six month period. And then what kind of services are going to keep me busy, not necessarily make me the most money right this second. And so... You know, it's kind of interesting you say that. Yeah. We, we want to talk about today kind of marketing for what we've seen happen, not necessarily Corona, but just, okay, if we can look at and take, like I said, let's let's take the, the health, let's take all that stuff out of the picture. I know it's hard to, but let's just do it. Take that out of the picture. And we're talking just the economic factors that we've seen over the last month and a half, two months. Uh who we have said over and over the past couple of years, and especially the past six months up to a year, I know uh, you had mentioned when we talked, when we were in Atlanta, right? Uh, we talked about ways to begin to prepare your business for a uh, recession that we were starting to hear might come, right? So nobody could have ever known that Corona would have caused, but we, you know, none of, nobody could speak like that, but there's always been a looming rumor, a looming, hey, be careful, because if we've been in such a good bull market for so long, it was just at some point it was going to happen. Well, it's it, in some theory, some people say it has happened with the way our, our auto industry is still in mass chaos. Real units yep. aren't really being moved. Um, you've got a lot of other stuff in the different parts of the economy that are in trouble, right? Many detailers though are going, man, I'm booked out, man, I'm good to go. And that's fine because we got to understand there's also some fake money trying to hold it all together, 
right? Like, yep. There's a reason why Trump tweeted, and, hey, check your bank account, daddy, just put some stacks in there, right? I mean, they're, they're trying to hold it together, but then he's also going to probably dump more and more in. We, some theory is that he'll keep dumping it in all the way until November. Because once you've given him the privilege to pay people, what president wouldn't want to buy his next one off on of an election year? Yeah. Money, right? I mean, it's, he's doing it for the people. So in theory, it could continue yeah. this, this bubble until November. And then what happens when the fake money goes away? Or let's say the fake money goes away in a couple months, right? What happens when people don't have enough money to pay for all these other services and all this other stuff that we've been trying to push, maybe not we, just a detailer maybe. So we wanted to address, I think over the next little bit is marketing towards being a little bit more recession proof. And so one yeah. of those ideas that you had was to talk about what? Like, you know, the spray coatings, uh, getting into entry level coatings. Um, you know, real quick before I move on to that. So just to be clear for everybody, what happened today doesn't impact today. Like what's going on now isn't about today. It's about when people are out of work for three more months and can't make their mortgage notes and then the housing market crashes, right? And so it's less about trying to be careful. It's more about just being prepared because at the end of the day, you're not gonna get rid of your high paying packages, right? You're still gonna keep them. You're still gonna offer coatings. You're still offering full details, you still do all that, but this is about marketing towards if somebody doesn't have a lot, a situation where somebody doesn't have a lot of money, and it's more about protecting yourself and saying, hey, I'm also gonna offer this service down here because if tomorrow you wake up and it's 2008, 2009 again, you're gonna have to scramble to go from here to here, and it's gonna hurt a lot of people's egos. And so it's better to just, you can still work here all the way, but also put this out here. Hey, we'll do this too. We're not too proud to wash cars. We're not too proud to do one year coding, six month codings. There's a lot of that out there and that money just walked out the door now. So that's really what, you know, over the last year I've worked towards my businesses. I can do a $700 coding, a $1,500 coding, a $2,500 coding, but it's easier for me to do, like we talked about in Atlanta, you know, months ago, two Anyo coatings or a YWAX. It's just easier. It's less prep work. It's a lot more, lot less downtime. My shop takes up way less space. And I can roll out two coatings at $400 a piece in a day. Two customers are extremely happy. And I'm making $800 a day. And that's pretty good money for me. Especially in a recession. Like, is. I think we wanted to look at, too, a couple different uh, ideas. And maybe it's even... Maybe it's even marketing towards a whole different uh, side of your business, right? We might, I know some guys are starting to go, hey, maintenance might be a good thing for me to yep. have. And so it might be, we look at how to market towards maintenance. We want to, over the next couple of weeks, kind of throw out some different ways that we can market going into the looming recession, right? Into, yep. could possibly be, I mean, right now we're at 30% unemployment. Does that number keep going up? Does it go down? I mean, we, we don't know unless yeah. we kind of start living through it. And we talk about it and we begin to, you know, see how as detailers we can plan for it. Yeah. And I think it's the name of the game. You should be preparedness, you know, start, start putting stuff out, you know, and, and I think the biggest thing is like, 
we always see dudes run discounts. Like that's, that's not what this segment's going to be about. You know, the series we do, we're talking about how to actually look at your business, how to look at your packages, how to comb through all that stuff. And instead of just losing money and saying, Hey, everything's 50% off because that's going to hurt you. So I think, you know, the people that are going to watch this series, it'll be really important to learn how, you know, different tactics of marketing and putting those things in place now will pay dividends down the road. Like you can save money all you want. But when people aren't spending with you for three months because you're only at $2,500 and you can't let go of your ego, that money's not going to last long. You still need to plan to have ways to have income, whether that's maintenance, um, multiple coding options. You know, like we've I've talked about like the transparent stuff. Like I'm looking at all these different things I can add to my business that put my hands out there without causing so much extra work on me to say like, hey, if I can't get them here, we, you know, we can offer this, we can do this price point, we can kind of look at this. And so we're just trying to be strategic way ahead of time. That is going to help us out a lot. Cool. That's awesome. I look forward to uh, some really great discussions on that. Uh, we are going to have a, hopefully a really great discussion here pretty soon on Real Talk. So we will jump over to that. Uh, Josh, why don't you let people know where they can find you on social? On social, uh, maybe Instagram is rad underscore detailing underscore Edmund. And then everywhere else is rad detailing, Facebook, Instagram, or Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Google. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you can find us at Total Off Solutions or shoot me a text, 918-800-1188. All right. We'll see you next, Josh, on Real Talk. But for now, this is the end of Rad Marketing. So... Hope you make it a rad day, man. All right, welcome to another edition of Real Talk. This is where we jump straight into discussions of what's going on in our industry as detailers. There's no step-by-step -step manuals. It's just understanding and talking it out. That's part of why we have a community. That's part of why we do this as entrepreneurial businessmen. We jump into some real talk. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Josh from Rad, as always. Uh, so, Nick, give us a 30-second pitch. Who is Nick Gonzalez? Hello, everyone. My name is Nick Gonzalez, um, owner and, I guess, someone who does it every day, Speedy Gonzalez, uh, Southern California. Nice. I've been doing it for about two years. Um, and just like you said, there's no, there's no certain thing we do, just kind of learning every day and how to navigate through this all. Awesome, man. How old are you? 23. 23. How long have you been going? Uh, two years. Two years. All right. Damn. Two years, 23. I like it. You got a long road ahead of you. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, that's cool. All right. What is your question uh, for real talks? So we can hop right into it. Pick Josh's brain. I'll try and throw out a little bit too. Okay, so this has to do with uh, pertaining to uh, marketing. Okay. So as, as I start to uh, take a backseat of actually detailing my customers' cars, um, the question that comes up is, what is too much marketing? When, do, when does my business start to suffer when I'm just focusing solely on marketing? So if you guys have any kind of insight towards that question, I would love to. Give me a little bit. I'm going to hold on, Josh. Give me a little bit more info. You have people that work with you now? Yeah, we have, uh, I have one, one part-time, one full-time. Okay. 
Uh, they're they're going to take um, the bulk. I'm still going to be detailing um, as needed, but they're going to be taking the bulk of the the the, the routes, and um, I'm going to be coming in when I need to, but mostly focusing on uh, growing the business, growing clients. Um, you know, the CRM stuff, talking to the clients that I do have. So I'm going to be taking more of a role of a manager, CEO type. Okay, so, yeah. so you, you got one vehicle, two vehicles. Uh, one. Okay, one vehicle. And I, I, I detail out of my personal, uh, and then one that's going out through the routes. Okay, okay. And so you're hoping to just let them run a route full time, then you go and do some when you can. And yeah, here, here in the shop, the garage, the shop, um, the main details, the coatings, um, that kind of thing. Um, the higher, the higher, higher level stuff, I'll be taking control of that, and then they'll be taking the the basic cleanings, the maintenance, two two weeks washes, you know, that kind of thing. All right, and so your question is basically, how do you weigh or juggle heavy on the marketing, but then you're you're releasing all this other control or or yeah. uh, you know. How's it going to run? Or, you know, do I invest too heavy here? And then what happens over here? That's basically your question, right? Where do you go in your mind and still right. run your business? I think. Yeah, question. because um, when, when, when I go too far already, I don't want to have that mistake. Rather, I just ask you guys, you know, yeah, I'll That's let you. That's a great I'll question. I just want to make sure I clarified all the way the question. Josh, do you want your shot first? Yeah. Um, so I. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. Marty and I talked briefly about this and touched on this last night um, about hiring more people, allowing more people to come into my business so they can do more work so I can have more of that role of helping build the business. And so ultimately, it sounds like you're trying to step out to work on your business instead of in your business, which is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And part of it is going to be you've got to let go of control of like shit is going to happen. Man. I hate to say it like that, but like stuff is going to get missed. Occasionally, somebody's not going to be super happy with the quality. But you have to inherently trust your, your staff to run the business for you. If, they're, if you're putting them in a place to run a route, you have to give them full trust. I'm good at giving full trust. I'm, I struggle with, and Marty and I talked about last night, I struggle with letting go of quality may not be 110% like I try and do. So that's part that you're going to have to overcome. But, you know, when you really dive into when is, you know, the short answer is there's not too much marketing, right? Um, if it's marketing versus sales, like you're not going out to just drive sales and have sales pitches to people. Cause that's one thing. Marketing is letting people know what you do. Sales is, Hey, here's a, you know, you're in front of a customer. You're, you're fetching a specific job. Hey, we just want to do coding. So I'm trying to close and try to convert, right? Marketing is, like what, you know, what Marty and I are doing now, we're just out here talking about our business and educating people and spending time growing our business and posting and engaging with people. And that's really market views, I think. Um, Marty, do you have any other feedback on that? But I really feel like people get confused on sales and marketing. You might get sales because of your marketing, but ultimately, man, you know, if, if you're working on, uh, you know, brand awareness and you're out there uh, trying to pick up like, big contracts, you know, with uh, fleet accounts and things like that, which is one thing that I highly recommend, um, you know, and then getting really creative and, and even instead of just you trying to leverage your time, uh, one thing that I do specifically that helps me because I tend to get overwhelmed and take on too much, I go to other dealers, you know, like other places that repair cars and I get them to sell to their customers for me. And that's a form of market and that keeps business coming in. So I'm not, I'm not physically talking to every single person because you can't do that, man. Um, and I think the balance for you 
it, it's really hard to find and, and it's, it's going to be, you know, specific. Some months are greater than others, uh, or, you know, easier to figure out than others, but you know, really you've got to, you've got to listen to your employees. Like if they're getting overwhelmed and maybe your marketing is incredible and you're driving way too much business in that they're feeling rushed and they can't do stuff like you've got to have probably, you know, weekly or, or bi-weekly check-ins with your team. Hey, how are things going? Um, you know, it doesn't have to be every second, you know, you don't want them to feel micromanaged. You got to give them some autonomy to run the business for you. If that's what you're doing, um, make sure you're incentivizing them correctly because ultimately if you take care of them first, it'll allow you to stay in marketing longer. If you're just like, hey, peace, I'm out, I'm going to go market, you go, you know, sit at Starbucks and fire off like three or four emails for the day and then go kick it on the beach because you're in California, you know, at 23, that's what I'd be doing. Um, you know, it's going to fall apart for you, man. You know, and so you've got to put the time in to make sure your staff's good, check on them. That'll allow you to market longer. And then ultimately, you can put out as much content as you want, you know, five, six, seven pieces a day to start and then just kind of move it up from there. Um, pacing on every platform and just doing it every different kind of way, email, uh, face to face, you know, getting people to know you and then still being a part, you know, with your customers, you know, checking in every once in a while, dropping in on your team, making sure they feel supported, you know, they're compensated appropriately and you're not driving too much business in because ultimately too much business is just as bad. Like if you've got way too much demand and you can't keep up with it, then you'll, you'll market like this and then you'll fall back into detail and all the cars to catch up and then you'll go market like this. So having a healthy balance, you know, is really good. Maybe just every once in a while, just say, Hey, two days a month, I'm just going to spend in the business with my guys and make sure I'm listening to them or something like that, you know? All right. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I have no idea. What, what is too much marketing, huh? No, I mean, yeah. how much time? Uh, I think is what I was trying to really get an understanding of what your, your, your question was. Because basically the way I understand it, from my lens, the way I think is, all right, so you're two years in, uh, you've got some type of foundation to where you've got a couple guys that are showing up, so full-time, part-time, uh, you've got them out going here, and you're taking a business mindset, a young entrepreneur, a young business guy, and you're going, all right, this is starting to roll, how do I grow into something else, right? And so mm -hmm. then you're going, all right, if I want to grow into this, how much time do I use in that bridge to go back and forth, right? Because you can't be focused over here and have this be growing. And you can't be focused over here and have this just automatically grow. I know that's for a fact because over the years when I've always, right? So I love the question because I love the core of the mindset. That's me, man. Like I, as soon as something starts rolling and I think it's good, I'd like to go find something else and then another and a third. And I really like to juggle a bunch of different things all at once. So how much time do I spend on this one? Well, it started to, as I got better of having this one and then this one, I got better at going, okay, well, this one's up in the air for a little bit. I can spend some more time on here. And then as I see something or feel something on that side of the business, so for instance, you might be spending a lot of time if you want to market your coatings that you're going to do in your garage, which takes you out of your mobile, right? Mm -hmm. How much time should you spend? As much as you possibly can, right? I mean, there's not an answer. Like you literally should just spend as much time as you possibly can, as long as this side of your business is still going okay. Mm -hmm. Now, 
What does that mean? It means, like Josh said, you got to go check on stuff. You always, maybe that means you put stuff on a schedule over here. And at 9 a.m., I make sure I'm going to go call this guy. At, you know, 1.30 p.m., I'm going to make sure I'm doing this. At 6 p.m., right? So you might literally need to schedule your day on how many parts of your, you know, at such and such time, you're going to do this for that part of your business, right? And then everything else on that day is going focused on what you can do to market for inside your shop. And then once you spend enough time doing that and you want to go to a third and then a fourth, it literally just becomes a jungle match because you might get, Josh can tell you, you might get going into one direction and then all of a sudden something happens and you got to flip and turn in another direction. So we can't tell you how much time that becomes part of learning the system, AKA playing the game. Yep. You've got to get in there and start figuring out and get your hands dirty. And you know what? You might start spending time marketing and suddenly you're going to see your maintenance business start declining. Right? So if that's a pack, if that's what happens, you've got to then start deciding, well, do I want to let that go down so I can spend more time here? Or do I stop this and then go back to my maintenance? You, that's your call, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of insight. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, so I, I think ultimately, man, the, I think the smartest way to approach it is, you know, Marty's right. Uh, you know, we're saying the same thing. Like, you, your business has to run because without a business, you don't need a market, right? I think you just need to sit down. You need to line out some goals for, you know, this year and maybe next year, right? And just make them, like, you know, a couple short-range goals and a couple long-range. So, hey, where, where do I want my business in two years, right? And then say, okay, and what is my my one-year mark? And then based on that, you know, that's how you know how much time to market. Because if you have a goal that you're going for, right now you just say, hey, I want to spend time marketing. Like, that's so broad. You know what I mean? I know that's not what you're doing, man. We talk a lot. You're a real smart kid. You know what you're doing. But have some goals. Have a reason. Or, you know, like, what are you marketing towards? What part of your business are you trying to build? You know, right now, are you all maintenance? You're trying to get more coatings because you need more maintenance clients down the road? Great. Then you're going to market towards maintenance or market towards coatings and then grow your maintenance business. You know what I mean? And so having a strategy is going to ultimately tell you how much time you need to invest, right? And then even at some point, your effectiveness at marketing will then determine how long you stay in marketing because once you hit that goal, you're gonna need to look back at your business. You're gonna to need to hire some more people and train them and some more hands-on stuff. And you know, you might step back out of that hardcore marketing role. And then you even look at like delegating. What kind of stuff, you know, can you delegate through marketing? So it's not all you, you know? There's a lot of different options, man. And, so you're gonna go back and forth is basically what yeah. you're doing, right? You're yep. gonna go here and there. So how much time right now are you spending on on your business? Uh, like on the business in, in all aspects? Yep. Um, like 13 hours a day, you know, I'm working, doing the work and then coming home, washing towels or inventory. I mean, probably like between 10 to 13 hours, you know, uh, five days a week. Okay. Five days. days. So Monday, almost like six days. Yeah. It's just yeah. my only days, um, only strictly days closed is Sunday. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, and then on those days, it's what have you been doing strictly all time on the mobile? Are you starting to really question then? I mean, how much time are you investing on the other stuff that you're wanting to market? 
right now, since it's so new, I'm kind of on the fly everywhere. You know, th those times where I'll, I'll focus more, if I have a lot of work to do, I'll, I'll bring employees, I'll bring the guys with me and I'll take more of a manager role and I'll, I'll take like training. I'll take every, t every moment to train is what I, when I'll do that, you know, because I'll have an extra hand. Um, I'll, I'll have uh, these time bars set out and I'm, I'm training. I'm, I'm mostly training, you know, these are just a good time to train. I'll spend the time and I'll train them. Uh, and then there's some times where we just got to, there's so much work, we just got to knock it out. You know what I mean? And so, and then there's times where I'll have, we'll finish early and I'll come home and send the guys home and I'll come and count inventory, check my products. What do we spend? So it's just like, I don't have a dedicated so, time. So this is where what he, Josh was just saying, right? Instead of sending your guys home, could they be doing stuff that doesn't require you to be there? Doing inventory, washing towels, checking that stuff because yes. your time right this is where you start understanding the value of your time right mm. do do you do you make more money by investing that hour two hours into 20 30 bucks of employee pay versus i could take two hours to plug out a bunch of learning how to do something or you know because at first you're not going to get any roi right let's Let's call it like it is. You're going to need to invest into the guys and into your own self. So yep. your ROI is going to be a long, long ways away. You're going to have to. This is what we call investing in, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say stop doing all that stuff that you think you need to. Listen to Josh. Uh, uh, and you should start subbing that out to your guys and have them do the things that really don't take, like, you, you can, DJ loves systems, Josh loves systems. You system guys could literally write that stuff down. All right, at five o'clock when we're off, you gotta do this, this, and this. Because that means at five o'clock, you're in on, like me, on my phone, trying to figure out how to do this. Okay, I'm gonna edit videos, I do, how do I shoot the video? And then you gotta start getting into putting the videos out. It's a long, long process to learn and so the more you can have your guys just doing the meaningless stuff, the more you can invest into that. And it's going to take a long time. So you're going to have to pay out plus spend your own time doing it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I'm trying to transition. Yeah. That's why I see the value of the, the visionary me, the, where do I, where do I want to put the business at? And, um, and I can't be, you know, folding towels and doing this and that because nope. I'm, I'm the train, the engine of it also. Yeah. That's why, you know, that's why I'm here. And, um, I think, I think, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying so, that's awesome. Yeah. So Nick, let everybody know where they find it's, you on social. Just real quick, just cause we. But. I, I, I think I, yeah, I'm sorry. I think I got a delay. So real quick, like Marty and I talked about last night, one thing that I want to tell you, cause you know, it's just something we don't ever think about. You're probably spending all the time making pictures and making stories and all that. Is there somebody that you know, a family friend, a younger brother of somebody, like $10 an hour, they want to take pictures, they want to make media content? Bro, I mean, you can just put it out there, hey, 10, 12, 13 bucks an hour, they can come take pictures four hours a day for you and all that, run them through Adobe, you make some stock, you know, stock filters. That's, dude, that's all stuff you can sub out. They may not have the exact same eye as you, but like little things like that, you know, you said folding towels, but even media content. Some kids would kill to come make a few dollars to take pictures. Yeah. It's a lot of creative ways, man. It's just get out yeah. of the box. 
Definitely. Thank you guys so much for your time. Nick, where do people find you on social? Uh, Speedy Gonzalez Detailing. Uh, so it's Speedy Gonzalez and Detailing. I'm, I'm sure you um, you have my stuff, so maybe you can like link it out. Well, but people just listen a lot of times, so that's why. I'm okay, yeah. yeah. Speedy Gonzalez Detailing, I'm, I'm on there. Um, I spend most of my time on Instagram, all my, all my stuff's there. Um, really quick, uh, before I go, um, so I, I use two different types of strategies. I use a, a push strategy for my marketing and a pull strategy. So push is where I, I, um, I, I push my employees and my clients to market for me because it's free and it's the most efficient, I think of, because it's, um, testimonials basically. And then I use uh, the pull strategy where I actually invest money into the, the company where like Facebook ads and stuff like that. Where do you guys see a lot of return? Is it more of the push strategy where you, you tell your employees and your clients um, or is it your pool strategy where you drop money? All of it. Every Both. angle. Mm -hmm. Every place you can market, the more people talk about your business paid or unpaid, it's all right. It all drives. I don't, that, I don't, I couldn't tell you a percentage. Makes sense. Just crush it. All of it, man. That's it. That's <laughs> sweet. Yeah, definitely, man. Great questions. Josh, where do people find you on social? So we are red underscore detailing underscore Edmund on Instagram, everywhere else, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Google, red detailing. Oh, man. <laughs> he talks really fast. We do it every Friday. And then goes to nothing at other times. <laughs> Dang, sorry. I don't know what's up. We're getting Cox Internet tomorrow, I hope. So. Yeah. All good. Hey, thank you guys so much for your time. You can find us at Total Auto Solutions or just shoot me a text, 918-800-1188. And if you want to do a duet with me, Josh, and Nick on TikTok, you can find us at the Detail Supply app on TikTok. All right, guys. Thanks right. for having me. We out. Right. See you guys. Bye. Oh, we're, doing, we're doing shades? All right, hold on. Oh, yeah, shades, shades. Uh, you guys don't need shades in Oklahoma. <laughs> That's why these aren't really shades. They're uh, uh, safety glasses that are tinted. That's just what I use. Yeah. Okay, right, guys. Appreciate <laughs> we'll see you guys. Yeah.